This episode is brought to you by City Index. You shouldn't have to pay a premium for the most exciting market opportunities. Start trading the biggest companies for less with City Index's commission-free US share CFDs. Go long or short with $0 commission on Apple, Amazon and our full range of US markets both in and out of hours. Visit cityindex.com to try a risk-free demo account today. City Index, invested in your success. All trading involves risk. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It's the 30th of August, 2022. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about markets and business. I'm Nadine Blaney. Really, really pleased to be here with you and with uh, David Scott. Scotty, clawing back some, some of yesterday's losses. What did you make of the session? Ah, uh, turnaround Tuesday again, or uh, as I've written in the, uh, the market wrap today, uh, melt up uh, month and magic maybe but uh, certainly we'll go and take it uh, lots of you know uniformity across the uh, the sectors when it came to gains at the moment uh, but yeah uh, interesting for the time being we'll see whether it lasts though yeah of course I had a good chat with Martin Crab, CIO of Sean Partners as I do on a Tuesday afternoon and look he was just saying uh, yeah interesting to see the share you know, the index pushing higher throughout the afternoon. Um, But you had to look to Woodside Energy as well. It boosted energy stocks, a record interim dividend, the uh, share price hitting its highest since July 2019. Of course, it was a good day if you're an oil company, oil and gas company, to be putting out results given the uh, the oil price rise that we saw through the overnight period. But yeah, Woodside knocking it out of the park, returning 80%. Uh, to shareholders, and uh, they liked they liked it. Yeah, cash making machine at the moment. Uh, flash flow generative that's coming through at the moment, uh, where spot prices are, and uh, and it's been valued as well, uh, where the futures curve is, and that's significantly lower than where it sits at the moment. I'm still doubtful we're going to get to those uh, those kind of levels. So for the time being, the energy sector looks uh, no pretty uh, pretty rock solid in an otherwise pretty rocky market environment. Yeah, it was. We saw. Um, Tech stocks rising, though, even the likes of Zip coming through today. Email payments putting on um, some good ground. And then you get to Nitro. So we've got more U.S., uh, I should say, more private equity interested in one of these really beaten up tech names here in Australia. So I had a chat with Stephen, with Steve Johnson from uh, Forger Funds today, and uh, he's a shareholder in Nitro. So I had sort of asked if this was a get-out-of-jail-free card because the share price is coming under so much pressure. And he said, no, not at all. What are you talking about? He wants to see a higher bid on the table, says it does not represent shareholder um, good, good returns for shareholders. Um, but whether or not that will happen remains to be seen because, of course, this group, this private entity, has uh, bought about 17% of its shares. I just think it's interesting that we're seeing quite a bit of M&A in and amongst uh, the final throes of reporting season. Yeah, opportunistic uh, M&A, which is uh, generally the case. But uh, yeah, certainly making the most of some pretty depressed valuations. Whether it makes a good long-term investment, though, is uh, another question. Yeah, we've got Wise Tech Global uh, in the spotlight as well today. Uh, It was one of those um, companies that did impress through reporting season, and uh, it looks like it is making, uh, well, potentially making yet another acquisition, which, of course, it flagged was possible when it reported. I think that was last week. Um, Otherwise, in reporting Mm -hmm. season, Scuddy, it was, look, it was best and less came through with uh, its best result in quite some time. 
It was Big Tin Can Holdings. I spoke with the CEO. They've put out a timeline to be cash flow positive on the road to profitability. And that's what the market wants to hear right now. It was up by about 4%. IGO reported today up by 4%. Um, so look, it, it, it was some pretty good news. Usually the laggards are a bit, bit of a shocker when it comes to reporting season, but um, not so today. It's interesting, Bubs Australia. We heard so much about it when it got that uh, approval to sell into the United States. But uh, it looks as if uh, the market did not like that report coming through. It was one of the stocks of the day today. So let lis let's listen in to what our guests had to say about Bubs Australia and Woodside Petroleum. Look, the short of it is I'd be happy to buy Woodside here. We actually, you know, after trading it earlier in the year on that bounce, we got back into Woodside only a couple of weeks ago for our clients. So. You know, quite bullish the sector. I think there's there's a lot more to play out, and okay. and yeah, look, great result still, and uh, you know, great divvy and and all that that comes mm -hmm. with it. Yeah, look, I'm very much in the same view, same camp. It's a buy. Um, I mean, just look at the revenue growth here and the average yep. oil price they accomplished was about ninety six dollars forty yep. US a barrel. I mean, dollar nine US dividend as well, interim dividend. I mean, you know, that's. There's nothing not to like about this, and, and you're looking at the chart as well. If you look at the trend of crude right now, it's it's heading back up again, right? Um, and that's a worry for inflation. Yeah. Um, but also, there's some problems I think in Libya recently that's also creating a bit right. of shortage as well. So that was David Novak and uh, giving a view on Woodside, and uh, that was Michael Gable from Fairmont Equities as well weighing in. So. Um, Look, Woodside's already in the Osbis portfolio, but it doesn't look as if Bubs is going to be um, getting put to the investment committee anytime soon, Scuddy. Um, it wasn't just those two companies in reporting season or the aforementioned Omni Bridgeway was uh, the best performer today on the 200. Um, yeah, interesting times as we see the, the, the exit of what has been reporting season 2022. Yeah, a few pranks. It was a bad one today, down double digits. Uh, also, Sandfire Resources, a lot of people looked at that stock as a you know, decent, uh, no medium-term copper play, uh, particularly for that you know, electrification thematic. Uh, yeah, scrapping its final dividend, and uh, it wasn't uh, no, treated too well as well today. So there was a few prangs, and then most of the other movement as well was reactions from brokers to uh, reports that have been previously released. So still a lot of volatility out there at this point uh, of the month. Yeah. Now, we got the ANZ Roy Morgan uh, consumer confidence read today. That was pretty much the only local data that we could look to to gain some sort of insight into the state of the consumer, which is, of course, so interesting in the wake of retail sales data yesterday that surprised to the upside. Uh, but consumer confidence softened. And it comes, though, after a pretty big jump over the previous two weeks. Interesting that weekly inflation expectations dropped 0.2 percentage points to 5.3%, even as the moving average remains steady at 5.6%. Boy, you've got to think that the RBA, I know this is weekly, I know it's volatile, but the RBA just must be at pains to get any insight it can into whether or not consumers are going to stop spending. Mm. Have you gone to the uh, petrol pump recently? Do you know I have not because I'm taking the bus into work, but I do know it's cheaper. 
Yeah, it's uh, getting a lot cheaper. Uh, we're talking about you no know, creek hitting fresh six months lows, and that's filtering through to uh, refinery prices that are coming out of Singapore, where we get most of our fuel from. And I reckon that uh, that probably explains why inflation expectations are starting coming down. And uh, it also could explain potentially a little bit of that strength in their spending. As we've seen in the States, uh, gasoline prices have come off the ball a little bit, and that's helping to sustain uh, spending there. I wonder where the same facet is happening right here. So, no, when you look at what the cost is per per week, I know so for myself, probably talking about 20 bucks, not a whole lot, but at the same time, it's something. Yeah, it is. And, and I've said it before in relation to the US consumer, petrol prices here as well are just like a, it's such a psychological you know, hurdle when you start seeing petrol prices going up and up and up. But I mean, you're right. $20 to some people means the world. $20, dare I say to you, isn't going to change your behavior greatly, but you do really start to, it's it's a psyche thing, right? It, you start to begrudge these rising prices when oil prices, um, you know, start to exhibit uh, pain in your own, in your own life. It's just like, for me, when my, when my, petrol goes over $100, I really, really feel feel like I'm getting ripped off. doesn't matter what's going on in the world. You're giving away the size of your, uh, your tank in the car. But, uh, <laughs> mine's not quite that big. But uh, I must admit, uh, I managed to fill up for 145.5, I think, yesterday. Oh my God. And uh, as I came into work this morning, the same server had it 199.9. And uh, I did feel to myself a little bit, I uh, know, that I've done well, like arbitrage the system. <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, what else is making you feel good these days, Scuddy? I know that there's plenty of concern. We get um, some data out of China tomorrow that's going to be really important uh, from, you know, from an Aussie standpoint. But we even saw the Australian dollar breaching 69 US cents today. So what is it out there that you think is sort of drive, driving the sentiment today, at least? I think China's quite ill. And I'm not going to give the whole game away, but uh, we had a bit of a powwow about it yesterday as well. But I'll go into a bit of nuts and bolts probably tomorrow. But I think I might write why I'm a little bit concerned just from a capital flow perspective. Uh, the tolerance of the Chinese officials to go and let the yuan weaken, uh, not only against the greenback but other currencies, tells me that things are not quite right in that very important uh, economy. And uh, it has implications for, uh, for capital markets, capital flows and volatility. That's all I'll say. All right. Well, around the region today, we saw the Nikkei in Japan recovering from a two-week lows today. Tech stocks gaining there as well. Uh, when it comes to some other news out of Australia and uh, New Zealand, clearly it was reporting season. A lot of those company reports coming through primarily Woodside Energy. But um, we also saw BHP shareholders looking for some consistency on climate policy, and they've submitted some resolutions to that company. Um, we are also continuing to, uh, to, I guess, you know, look for any signs as to uh, weakness here in, um, in, the, uh, in the housing market as well. We did have some building approvals data today. I sort of didn't pay much attention to it, did you? Uh, look, I'm always having a bit of a bandy about uh, if I get the opportunity. Just a few spare seconds in my day. It's uh, pretty soft, uh, but it's like volatile. It's yeah. always driven by what's going on primarily with the uh, the other approvals, the high-rise approvals in particular. It's like dog's breakfast. Today it was down 43.5% or something over the month. Uh, difficult to read too much of a trend. We know it's going lower. We know the cost of going to construct buildings is going up a lot over recent years. And uh, when you're throwing mortgage rates, I know, pushing higher, less government subsidies in place, 
Uh, I'd be surprised if it wasn't coming down quite rapidly at this point in time. It is something we've got to go and pay pretty close attention to because it is the, uh, the sector that goes employers the third most of Australians directly out there and has a big multiplier effect across other parts of the economy. So we've got to go and make sure that uh, this landing is going to be relatively soft for the, uh, for the housing market and the construction sector. Otherwise, things will get a little mm-hmm. bit gnarly. All right. Um, well, look, we've got home price data at the U.S. tonight, consumer confidence as well, as the JOLTS job openings data. So it gives us a good insight into the quit rate and what's expected to happen there. Also, we've got some data out of the U.K. and uh, Spain to get this European session uh, up and running. And, of course, uh, much as you're putting a lot of focus on China and its economic fortunes, I mean, boy, there's a lot of focus on Europe right now and what's going on there. Pretty worrying, I dare say. Yeah, Germany looks like it's got its gas situation sorted, at least in the uh, the short to mm-hmm. medium term, but doesn't solve the broader problem they've got. Uh, so reliant upon uh, Russian flows uh, long term, and there's no way you can go and reverse that uh, any point in the next couple of years. So it's going to be, you know, given what's going on, Continuing in Ukraine, uh, yeah, I, f- I fear for what we could go and see come in the next uh, next six months or so. But you know, hopefully, uh, you know, some kind of um, normality, sensibility will go and uh, come to the fore again. But uh, maybe wishful thinking on my behalf. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyways, uh, as we look toward the European Open, they look set to recover some lost ground at the Open on Tuesday. They've suffered two uh, sessions of losses, so we've seen the um, the European Stock 600 shedding almost two and a half percent as we continue to get uh, hawkish central bank commentary, not just from um, from Jay Powell, obviously, but obvi- uh, you know from a lot of ECB officials as well. But yeah, that was good news that we had uh, coming from Germany about, you know, and not enough gas reserves or energy reserves to get them through the winter, but at least, at least um, they're not sort of on the precipice. Um, yeah, so we've got German and Spanish CPIs, Austrian PPI, and Swedish consumer confidence out tonight. Hey, Scotty, should we call it a day? We shall. I'm just seeing on my headlines coming past mm-hmm. uh, my screens at the moment. Uh, Gazprom, of course, the other Russian uh, gas supplier, telling French utilities that it's going to reduce flows. The saga goes on. Oh Let's boy. call it a day because, uh, yeah, yeah, not uh, not great news. All right. Well, um, have a good night. We'll see you tomorrow. Cool. Sounds good. Take care.